I didn't know what to expect when Bruno asked if I wanted to go out to see some of his fellow musicians play. Excitement was at the very top, though. This was going to be my first night out. How could I not be excited? I got ready well in advance, and then I waited for that fateful knock on the door to welcome me into the night. It had been three days since I had been in that city, and that night was the first time I stepped outside when it was dark. Without this one night, the rest of my time in that city would not have happened the way it did. Want to know more? That's what I'll be talking about in today's episode. Join me. Hello, and welcome to the Anxious Adventure Podcast. I'm Katie Schlegel, your host. I've traveled to a lot of places around this beautiful planet, seen so many jaw-dropping sights, and have met some pretty amazing human beings along the way. Now, if you didn't know this yet, I'm an anxious adventurer. If you're wondering what an anxious adventurer even means, well, to put it quite simply, it means that when I travel, I get anxious and stressed out, maybe a little easier or more often than the average person. However, over my many years of traveling, I've learned to tap into something special that makes traveling so much easier and more fun. That is my intuition. And the more I've learned to trust my gut during my travels, the more synchronistic, amazing, and even healing my travel experiences have been. If you're new around here, I'm assuming you found the podcast because of the name, because you too are an anxious adventurer. So welcome. This is a safe place to be yourself. My hope is that you use these travel stories, experiences, and tips as ways to help you tap into your intuition so that you too can be swept off into the wonderful world that traveling can open up for you. Traveling can be so healing for people like us if you have the tools and understanding for it to be so. And the good news is, you don't have to do this alone. I'm here to be your guide and to help you on your path to healing your anxiousness and stress around travel. So get ready to fill your cup up with magical moments where you find out that this world is really a friendly place. You just have to change the way you look at it, follow your gut, and step out your door. And don't you worry, I am right here beside you. I want to take you on a little adventure down south today. South America, that is. To a city that's bursting with life, color, and movement. This one trip really defined an important moment in my life when I left behind the person I was and stepped into the person I wanted to be. And of course, I'll be sprinkling in some good old lessons I learned as well as sharing some downright amazing synchronicities that happened along the way. So join me as we set off on our next adventure. Dust off your passports. I know it's been a while. And pack those bags because we're going to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Welcome to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. If you have ever been to this part of Brazil, then you know it's a place of gorgeous beaches, samba, and a country that's filled with beautiful people inside and out. 
you can't help but have a smile on your face while walking around Rio. There's so much life, color, and movement. You just get swept off into each and every moment that is happening around you in that city. It's amazing. Now, when I told people I would be traveling to Brazil on my own, by myself, the first thing out of everyone's mouth was, be careful. I mean, I understood why this was their reaction. They cared for me and my safety. But I also know lots of times people are just plain scared of the unknown. How do I know that? Well, I was like that before my fateful trip to Rio. All I knew about Rio and Brazil was that of which I had heard from people or seen in the movies, such as City of God. In fact, because of those reactions from my friends and family, I was a little scared to even step outside my door when I first got there. Okay, I'll be honest, I was really scared. I was so scared, I didn't even want to speak a word to anyone. I was so anxious about the whole thing. So many people told me that it was so dangerous in Rio that I almost decided not to go at all. However, I'm pretty stubborn and I was determined to experience Carnival that year. And man oh man, would I have missed out on a trip of a lifetime if I decided to feed my fear. Now I tried to fit everything into one episode for this travel story, but I felt like these three stories needed their own separate episodes. Because what I want to share with you is how these stories go hand in hand and how they are a testament to what happens when you don't listen to the naysayers and trust your gut instead. So in order to give them each their day in the spotlight, as well as not have this episode drag on for hours, (laughs) I'll be breaking apart this travel story into a three-part mini-series of my time in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, during Carnival. So, without further ado, I want to invite you to join me for my first night out in Rio. I think I'm in love. My experience in Rio started with my first night out. I had been staying in the neighborhood of Santa Teresa. I decided to rent a room from a couple, which in the end, Bruno was the only one who came back into the city for Carnival, and Anna stayed in the countryside. This made things a little bit awkward at first, but I did feel safe knowing someone else was in the apartment with me. To be honest, Bruno ended up being the perfect host. After all, he was a samba musician, and it was when he invited me to join him for a night of live music at a bar and cafe that my real, real experience began. After that knock on the door, Bruno and I found our way down the hill into the streets of a nearby neighborhood known as Lapa. As we walked, a live band was playing, and the streets were so crowded with people. I could automatically feel it was different. The night had a more relaxed and fun vibe to it, and everyone was out in the streets walking around, all dressed up with some place to go, and I was one of them. Now, if you don't know me yet, usually I hate crowds. I'm an empath, and back then I had no idea how to manage my energy boundaries, so I constantly soaked in everything and everyone's energy around me. However, I didn't mind the crowds in Rio. For some reason, I just allowed myself to soak it all in. 
and it was invigorating. I remember saying to myself as we walked to grab the taxi, so this is where all the beautiful people are. It was, however, a very young crowd, and Bruno didn't like being in such a crowded area. So we moved on to our destination, the Samba Cafe and Bar in Rio's Center. Now, all the guidebooks said at the time, don't you dare go into the center on weekends, and you're a fool if you go at night. So I'd be lying if this nighttime adventure didn't make me feel a little nervous when Bruno said that that is where we were headed. But I practice what I now preach about easing my anxiety around a situation that's happening in real time, and took a deep breath and went along for the ride. And I'm so glad I did. I loved seeing the city at night. Hidden streets filled with people gathered, sitting at sidewalk cafes, drinking, eating, and of course, dancing samba to live music. While we were in the taxi, I noticed that I felt a little tug on my heartstring. But I ignored it, not knowing really what it was, and I just kept on absorbing everything around me. We got to the cafe and bar after what seemed like 10 minutes of Bruno and the cab driver discussing what was the best way to get to the place. Bruno kept translating it into English for me because I barely could understand a word of the conversation. But I just closed my eyes and let the Brazilian Portuguese feel the air. It's such a beautiful language. We finally arrived at our destination and I stepped outside of the air conditioning cab into the heat and humidity of the night. Man, I can remember it to this day. It hits ya like a ton of bricks, I'm telling ya. <laughs> Fun fact, it's summertime in South America during Carnival, which happens in February. And when they say it's hot and humid, it's hot and humid. As we walked up to the cafe and bar, Bruno mentioned it was going to rain. I remember asking him, how could he tell? And he said, because it was too hot for too many days. I just shrugged my shoulders and went with it. We stepped inside the cafe and bar with our drink tickets in hand, and the music started playing. The samba music just hit me, and at that moment, my heart skipped a beat. This is when I started to realize I was in trouble. Don't worry, I'll explain. The musicians all yelled Bruno's name when they saw him. It was like he was a celebrity among them, but he informed me that they, in fact, were the celebrities. They were some of the most famous samba musicians in all of Rio de Janeiro, and I got to see them play and sing that night. After they said their hellos, we went and ordered an ice-cold beer. Now, for those who know me best, you know I don't drink beer because I'm gluten-free. But I thought, well, when in Rome... And having a beer there is like having coffee in the morning. You have to partake, it's part of the culture. So I sipped my first glass, and I must admit, it was good. Maybe too good. And then I had just one more. And finally, my little introverted, anxious self started to feel more comfortable in my own skin. Hey, don't judge. Sometimes you just need a little liquid courage, as they say, right? I watched the crowd as they danced samba, not really understanding how they moved their hips that way, but I was determined to learn myself, and apparently an entire table of people were determined that I learned it too. At this point, Bruno had been called up to play, and I was left with this fun, lively group of people next to me, 
and one woman in particular who really wanted me to learn some of the dance steps. So I pulled out my belly dancing hips and tried to move like they did. Now it's a little strange and awkward staring at a person's hips and butt as you're trying to figure out these movements, but with a little push from one of the older gents, I tried it and I think I did quite well. And according to my newfound friends, I did indeed. The night carried on with a lot of fun and laughter. After a good while, my new friends said their goodbyes, and I was left there sitting by myself, which I loved, (laughs) because I was able to just observe and take it all in. Now, if you remember, my background is in global studies, where I learned a lot about cultural anthropology. It's where my love of people watching and observing comes from. The thing I couldn't help but notice and observe that night was how well everyone I mean, everyone got along. So many different ethnicities were represented in the small cafe and bar in Rio Center. And that's when it happened. I fell in love. Not with a man, no, but with a culture. I was so scared to go to Brazil, to Rio de Janeiro. Everyone kept telling me to be safe because it was so dangerous. But that night, all I saw was love, laughter, and acceptance. It was such a beautiful sight to witness, and I for one felt so incredibly grateful that I had enough courage to say yes to that experience. The ride home was so surreal. As soon as we stepped outside of the cab, like magic, it started to rain. It was a warm rain, and it felt amazing. People were walking home from the Lapa concert, soaked but without a care in the world. We got to the gate just outside of the apartment, and as I was walking down the stairs, I just stopped, closed my eyes, and said to myself, so this is what it feels like to be in love. As the rain ran down my face, it soaked my entire soul, and I just drank it in. I cringe at the thought that I may have never known Brazil if I would have listened to the warnings and dangers people told me I would face while traveling there alone. True, at that point in my trip, it had only been a few days, and I had so much more to experience. After all, Carnival hadn't even begun at that point. But one thing I knew with this first night out in Rio was I was so looking forward to the rest of my trip and my time there. And what got me even more excited was the thought of who I may meet next and the adventures that were just around the corner. The story doesn't stop here. Nope. I had a lesson to learn over the next week. And that lesson is what you'll hear all about in my next episode. So I encourage you to come back in a couple weeks and have a listen to part two. Before I sign off, I want to invite you to come on over and join my community on Instagram at Mariposas Guys. Instagram is really a visual part of this podcast, and it's where I share more travel insights, talk about the fashion and artisans I find on my travels, and help inspire you to get out and experience this beautiful world we live in. As I mentioned in my first two episodes of the year, I'm creating a new shopping experience at Mariposas Guys, and it's really coming all together. 
So hit follow and subscribe to my newsletter so you're in the know. Both links are in the show notes. Also, wherever you listen to your podcasts, please follow, subscribe, and hit those five stars if you like the podcast. It really does help this podcast get seen and gain more momentum. And I want to put out a call for my Apple podcast listeners to review the podcast. If you give me a five-star review on Apple, I'll read it and give you a shout out in the next episode. As always, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate every single one of you. You have no idea. Without you listening, I'd just be talking to myself, which would not be so much fun. (laughs) So truly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you learned a little, maybe laughed a little, but my hope is that it gave you some things to think about today. And remember, come back in two weeks for part two as this travel adventure in Rio de Janeiro continues. Until next time, my dear anxious adventures, Atelago y beijos. <laughs>